Okay, good morning, Rabbi Say. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter schmooze, uh, being that it is uh, final study week. Also, I'm still a little bit under the weather, for those of you that uh, were in the know, and uh, that's why there was no schmooze last week, unfortunately. But as better as I am, I'm still, uh, you could still daven for me if you don't mind, because uh, I could use it. So we're going to just uh, speak a little bit about Parshas Vayechi, and hopefully we will get a, a very important insight out of it today. Uh, the Pasuk says, Perak Mem Ches Pasuk Chaf, Vayivarachem Vayemahu Leymar. Yaakov Avinu blesses on that day, saying, Becha Yivarach Yisrael Leymar, Yisimcha Lekim Kefraim Chemenasha. That the bracha that Klal Yisrael gets from Yaakov Avinu is, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should make you, the son that's being blessed, like Ephraim and Menashe. Rashi says, B'cha Yivarech Yisrael, HaBalavarech Esbanov Yivarechem Berchasam. If a person comes to bless his sons, what blessing should he bestow upon them? He should bestow upon them the bracha that was bestowed upon Ephraim and Menashe. And that is Yisimcha Likim Kefraim Chamanasha. So, this is the Minig Yisrael, obviously. We know that the people, many people have the Minig to bench their children Friday night. And the bracha that they say is Yisimcha Likim Kefraim Chamanasha. There's the Minig to bless your child uh, by uh, Arabim Kippur, of course, uh, by the Bris. By, uh, there are certain times during the, a life cycle of a person that a person benches his child, and it's appropriate. This is a, a pasuk that we have here, that when you come to bless your child, there's a formula. There's a blessing to be said, and that's The question that really should bother us is that what is it ex- exactly about Ephraim and Menashe of all of the Shiftekov, all of the children, grandchildren, that they are the ones that we're using as a role model, as a template to bless our own children. So if tonight I'm about to bless my son, I say, who am I choosing? Who is like the primary role models? The Torah says, I'll tell you who your primary role model is. Ephraim and Menashe. Forget about Yehuda and Levi, and Reuven, and uh, Shem... No, Ephraim and Menashe, the grandchildren, they're the ones that should be considered to be the template of bracha. They're the ones that you should emulate, like, be like them. I want my son to be like Ephraim and Menashe. That's a very interesting thing. Why is it that the Torah chooses of all the possible... There are many wonderful role models. Yehuda was a lion, and he was Malchus, and... Plenty of people that I could have chosen to, to bless my children with, but yet Ephraim and Menashe is the ones that are chosen. So I think we're all familiar with a vart. I saw it in, uh, in a few svarim that there is something very special about Ephraim and Menashe that does not exist, cannot be claimed by any of the other shvatim. And that is the other shvatim were grown Albirke Yaakov. They were raised, they were developed, they were mechunach, they were educated on the lap of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu raised Yehuda, and he raised Shimon, and he raised Yasev, he raised Binyam. The only two 
that were not raised, I mean, of the next generation, the next generation also, presumably Yehuda's children were raised by Yaakov, and the Chinuch was direct. Over here, though, you find that Ephraim and Menashe were born and raised where? They were born in Egypt. They were born in Mitzrayim, in the palace of Yosef, in Paris Palace, that's not an easy place to grow up. It's much easier to grow up in a place where Yaakov Avinu is, and in Eretz Canaan, Kedusha Vitara, everything, with yeshivas, and with, with Chadarim, and with, uh, with Chal of Yisrael, and with all the things that you need, that a Yid needs to, to thrive. Okay, there I understand you could raise nice, good, healthy, fine, from children. But not such a Pashra thing to raise a child in Mitzrayim, that Yosef HaTzadik, who himself is a Chiddush Nifla, that he was able to stay from, despite his beauty, despite his being severed from his family, despite being tempted by Eishas Paitifar, and by throw, being thrown into jail for so many years, and being so distant from his... All of this, and yet Yosef was able to stay from, that was a miracle in of itself. But that Yosef should be able to not just stay from, get married, have children, and raise those children, that those children should be on the Madrego of Ephraim and Menashe. That is a huge, huge chiddish. So imagine if you would have like a, you know, it's, it's one thing if you could raise a child that's from in Bnei Brak. <clears throat> so if I told you that Reb Chaim Kanievsky has a child that he raised in, in his house, and on Rechov Rashbam, in Bnei Brak, if I tell you it was raised in, a child is raised in Lakewood, if I tell you a child is raised in, uh, I don't know, some really, really chash of a from neighborhood in Shari Chesed, okay, it's not a beautiful thing, but it's not like you're not going to fall off your seat. If I told you that a really chash of a children were produced there, but if I told you that, you know, there was a child that was raised in, uh, I don't know, in somewhere in uh, some really far-flung area that's full of Tumah, and, still, uh, and full of zima, and full of everything bad, and, and terrible environment, and yet we were able to raise a child that's really a bentaira from, and that's a huge thing, that's a huge deal. So when Yaakovina was giving us a template to raise our children, he understood. Yaakovina was the Av of Lila, right, of Mayrev. Yaakov was the one that knew Golos very, very well, unfortunately. And he was saying, you're going to have to someday raise children in the far-flung corners of Golis. It's not always going to be in Bnei Brak. It's not always going to be in Chachayah Chesed. It's not always going to be in Lakewood. There could be places all over the galaxy that you could raise your child today, in Las Vegas and in, uh, you know, and in uh, California and in, in New York and in, uh, you know, and in Toledo and in uh, everywhere. Everywhere and, and today the truth is even B'nai Brak it's hard to raise a child because in B'nai Brak also you have the whole world. Every single person that has a cell phone, a smartphone, an internet connection is exposed already to the whole world, as we know. So to raise a child today that's really chashev, it's a miracle. And the best shot that we have is Yaakov's bracha that he tells future diaries, you want the perfect children to set as your sterling example of how your children should be, Ephraim and Menashe. Ephraim and Menashe, they were raised in, 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 in Mitzrayim, in the worst 
Tayavas Hashem, Kalaritz Mitzrayimah, the worst society, the worst environment, decadence, and Tumah, and they were able to emerge, Ephraim and Menashe, in spite of that all, that is who I want my children to be like. That's the blessing that I need. Because, look, your children are here in, in America, all over the world. You have to, you know, worry about them. It's not so Pasha. There's people in every city, even in the most Hashavah cities. It could be in Lakewood, it could be in Bnei Brak, it could be in Queens, it could be anywhere. And you can have children that are at risk, children that are, that are tantalized by all types of Tummah, and, and they, they, they're leaving the fold in mass, and it's a very scary thing. Fine parents, can't blame the parents, can't blame their friends. Everything seems fine. The house is a nice house, and the children are, were raised in the best yeshivas. The be- it happens. People, they get, they get out of, they fall out of love with Yiddishkeit if they were ever in love with it in the first place, and they decide they want to, you know, try a new mahalach, and that's devastating for parents. It's des- devastating for the Messiah of Klal Yisrael. And that is what we are so worried about in Gaulus. What Yaakov Inu said is that in Gaulus for all time, Rashi said, You want to bless your children for the rest of, for, till the end of days? This is the bracha. I need my children to, ha- to, children to have the fortitude, the strength, the ability to transcend the time and space that they're in and try to go and become like Ephraim and Menashe, stay pure and stay clean, despite all of the temptations that surround us. And there's one thing very, very unique about Ephraim and Menashe that we don't find really by anyone else in history. The Pasuk says, Ephraim and Menashe and what that means is that Ephraim and Menashe did not just be their madrega. They were able to do something incredible, and that is they were able to go up a step. Even though they were in the next dar, they were in the dar after the Shvatim, after Reuven and Shimon, Yaakovinu says, I'm giving them the madrega, the status of Reuven and Shimon. Ephraim and Menashe, Keruven, Meshem, Why is that such a chiddish? Because normally that's not the way things go. There is a concept called Yeridas Hadairis. Yeridas Hadairis means that every generation, it's already like baked in, it's assumed that the generation that we're in is a step lower than the step that our parent, than the madriga that our parents were on. And the madriga that our parents were on is a madriga lower than the madriga that their parents were on. Every single generation is one generation further away from Harsinai and thus much more distant from the, from the, the, the magnetic pole, which was Harsinai, the Kedusha that was Harsinai. There's a famous story about Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, who was on a plane together with the head of the, uh, of the Histadrut, I think, the Jewish agency. And this head of the Jewish agency was a Chiloni, it wasn't just a chiloni, he was mamish a kaifer be'ikr. Very nice fellow, but like he didn't believe, he believed in Darwinism. He believed that there, in evolution, that there was no less din, less dayin, rachman al-itzlan. So they asked, uh, so he, they happened to be sitting next to each other on the plane, Rabbi Yaakov and, and this, this head of his tadrut. And Rabbi Yaakov asks, um, 
And, and the whole trip, Rabbi Yankov's grandchildren were on the plane also, but they were sitting further back. I imagine Rabbi Yankov was probably in, in business class, maybe first class, I don't know. But his children were not sitting next to him. He was sit, they were sitting you know, further back in the plane. But the entire flight, while Rabbi Yankov and this person were schmoozing, the, t- the grandchildren kept coming over to Rabbi Yankov and saying, uh, Zayda, are you okay? Are you comfortable? Can I get you another blanket, another pillow, a tea, you know, something else to eat, a safer? What would, what would the Zayda want? And this was going on the whole flight. And at one point, this leader of Histadrut says to Rabbi Yankov, he says, he says I, don't know, I don't know anything about your religion. I don't know exactly you know, what your story is. But I'll tell you one thing. I am jealous of one thing, that you have children and grandchildren that respect you. They honor you. Look at the reverence that they're giving you. They're like waiting on you hand over foot, like the whole, you know, the whole flight. They just can't do enough for you. They're enamored by you. They're, they're, and, and my children, he says, I, maybe they come over like once a year. They'll come over for a, for a get-together because they think I'm going to give them some money or something. But there's no, we have no cashier. They don't have nothing to do with me. They don't, they don't respect me. They don't fear me. They don't revere me. But you have something to you. What, what's the difference between you and me, asked Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov was a, a great pikeach. He was known as the pikeach hadar. He was the, the wise counsel of the generation. Everybody that needed any question resolved, you'd go to Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky was the chakima di Uday, I think Rafat used to call him, the, the wise Jew. He was brilliant in Tyra, of course. He was Rashiva, and he was a Rav, and he was, he was the Galadar. But he was very, very wise. He gave wonderful advice. If you read his biography by Artscroll, you see, you know, scores and scores of of examples of just the brilliance. How he's able to see something with a certain eye that that no one else was able to see. He had a clarity and a vision and a perception that other people didn't have. So Rabbi says, "I'll tell you the reason. Please don't get insulted by what I'm going to say. But this is the reason." that my grandchildren respect me and yours might not respect yours, you. He says, says you're, you're an atheist, you're a Darwinist. You told me that yourself. He says, I believe in that we come from Admarishin, we come from the Aves HaKadoshim, we come from Matantaira. He says, that's a very basic difference between us, but it has very, very far-flung ramifications. Because... When my children and my grandchildren look at me, they look at me as being a generation or two generations closer to the Messiah. I was two generations closer to Har Sinai. I was two generations closer to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, two generations closer to Adam Arisha and the Yitzir Kapov, the, the handiwork of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They look at me like I'm, I'm amazing because I have that Messiah, I'm that much... I'm, I'm leapfrogged, like closer to our Sinai, closer to the Messiah, closer to the, the source of everything real because I'm older than them. They respect that. Every generation, like we said before, has Yeridas Hadaris, we go down a generation, go down a notch every generation. So as much as you can grab from previous generations, the more chashav that experience should be. He says, you, you come from apes, by your, own, by your own admission. You say that we come from apes. So what does that mean? When you're a child, when your grandchildren look at you, they don't look at you, wow, he's closer to an ape. Closer to an ape means that you're less 
advanced, you're more primitive than they are. The more generations away from the apes, the more generations away from the Big Bang, Rechman al-Litzlan, or evolution, or whatever this, this garbage is, all of this stuff, the, the further away that you get from that, the more advanced you are. Why would they respect you? What's, when they look at you, what, what are they respecting? That you're closer to, to nothing? You're closer to, a, to, to an explosion? You're closer to a, to a, a mammal? What, what's, what's exactly the covet that they're supposed to be giving you? And that's the way it is. The way of the world is that, generally speaking, each generation that goes by, we get weaker. The link gets weaker. We get schwacher. We're not the same in terms of our ruchnius, in terms of our kedusha, in terms of our resolve, our, our, our fight against the Eitzahar. We're, we're weaker. We are. Ephraim and Menashe managed to not fall prey to that assumption that we are not... We're, we're, we're a generation further from our parents, and Mamela, we are, we're sunk. We're not going to be able to make it through Mitzrayim. They said to themselves, and this is so important for us, they said to themselves that we are great. We are tremendous miyuchasim. We come from Avraham Avinu, we come from Yitzchak Avinu, we come from Yaakov Avinu, we come from Sarifka Rachel and Leah. We have the weight of the Messiah on our shoulders. We come from Adam Arishan. We come from Shem Ben Nayach. We have tremendous yichas. This is who we are. And we're not going to just assume that, okay, we're going to get shvacher by generation. No, I'm going to fight and I'm going to f- go against that trend and I'm going to go against the tide and I'm going to make sure as much as I possibly can that even in Mitzrayim, I'm not going to assume the worst about myself. I'm going to try to be as great as a human being can be, and then with that, I'm going to be able to answer, as Chazal asks, says that everyone should ask themselves, When is my actions going to be able to reach the actions of my foot? When am I going to be able to cross that barrier, that impossible barrier of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? The answer is, we probably can't. But we have to try our best to always reach as high and as far and as holy as we can. Ephraim and Menashe were able to do this, even in the Cheshkas HaGolos, even in the worst place. I always think to myself, you know, what was it like when Yaakov Avinu came into Mitzrayim? Like, I don't know, but I can imagine that it wasn't exactly, you know, what Yaakov Avinu was used to. Certainly not. I don't think they dressed Tutsniyistik in Mitzrayim. I don't think that the, I know the culture of Mitzrayim was pure decadence, it was Taiva, it was, you know, whatever we think is bad over here, it might have been much, much worse in a sense. And I don't know, I don't know how Yaakovin was able to physically live there. I don't know how Mitzrayim was able to physically, you know, be, be civil them, how, how such a, a, a Kedusha, such a, a, a superpower as Yaakovin was able to actually live in, in Mitzrayim is, is crazy to me. But Yaakov Avinu did live there. And Yaakov Avinu came down and understood what was going on there to, to the degree that he was able to see. And he said, it's not Shaykh for these kids of Yasef, Ephraim and Menashe, to be from. How do, you do, how do you raise a child in this society? You know, Rebbechan Vassarman was once being driven by somebody through Times Square. 
and Rebuchanan, his eyes were closed the entire time. He didn't want to see anything. And Times Square back in the day, today it's also disgusting, but when I was a kid, Times Square was really the Abiyabai Satoma. They cleaned it up at, you know, uh, you know, at a certain time, and they made it more children-friendly. And eh, But it's still, you know, not, not clean at all. But then it was Mamash Abiyabai Satoma, Times Square. And Rebbe Khan told the guy, don't drive me through this, through this Times Square. I can't be through. I can't be driven through it. Anyway, it turns out traffic was diverted. He had to drive Rebbe Khan. Rebbe Khan's eyes were like this the whole time. And as he was being driven through Times Square, he started screaming, like, I can't take, get me out of here. Get me. He felt the Tumma. Yaakov Avino, no doubt, was no less holy than Rebbe Khan Masaman in New York City in 1929. And Yaakovina also understood the, the code red of Toma that existed then. And yet Yaakovavino was able, uh, and then Yaakovavino understood that this is impossible for, to raise any children here. And then he met Ephraim and Menashe. And Ephraim and Menashe were two children that were not only B'nai Torah, did not only retain their Yiddishkeit, B'kaishi, like with great difficulty and like we're just sort of getting by, but they made themselves so holy, Kiruvein Vishimon. Yaakovina was like not just impressed by them, he was like amazed by them. And he saw perhaps a future to Klal Yisrael through them. That if children could be grown up in Mitzrayim and yet be able to be Kiruvein Vishimon, then maybe, just maybe, in 2023 in, in New York and in San Paulo and in uh, and, and Yerushalayim and in, all over the world, there could be Yiddish Kindelach that are somehow going to be able to buck the trend and not just because she make it and like, okay, he's, you know, he's Jewish, Jewish, but he, you know, but not really but actually be able to be from, to be able to be on the Madrega of Kiruvin Vishimin, to even go to reach parents' Madregas, grandparents' Madregas. And Yaakovina said, this is what I want you to venture children as, Ephraim and Menashe. Ephraim and Menashe, they grew up this way, and they didn't just say, okay, we're going to keep to the Messiah. They became the Messiah. And they, they leapfrogged over the Messiah. They were able to go against the tide of the descendants of, of the Ridas Hadairis. The Chavetz Chaim once asked his, uh, when he was going into the mikvah in Radin one day, one morning, so he asked the mikvah attendant, you know, is the mikvah, is the mikvah hot? He says, yes, it's very hot. So the Chavetz Chaim goes in, he wanted a nice hot mikvah that morning, and he, said, and he went in, it was, it was like lukewarm, it was like not even warm, it was like lukewarm. And the next day he says, is it, uh, is it warm? He says, yes, it's warm. He goes, it's freezing. So he goes, to the, he, goes he says, what, what are you telling me, you know, what are you telling Baba Mises for? He says, no. He says, when I went in, it was, it was very hot two days ago. When I went in yesterday, it was warm. He says, let me tell you something, says the Chavetz Chaim. He says, if you go to the mikvah and it's hot, and that was an hour ago, and, the, and, and you turned off the fire because it was so hot. By the time I go into the mikvah, it's warm, if I'm lucky. And if you went into the mikvah when it was warm, by the time I get into the mikvah, it's going to be cold. And so it is with Dairis. With Dairis, that's the way it is with Kali Yisrael. Generally speaking, if you're able to give over a Messiah with heat and with fire, 
and you're able to yourself be makabal the Messiah with heat and with fire, then you stand the chance. But if you're just expecting things to go in a certain natural way, naturally it's going to just go down. We see that all the time. But as much as we see all the time how generation to generation slip and they go bad, they, they, they eventually just go off the derech, which happens so many times. We lost millions and millions of Yidin in America alone to assimilation. Dr. Landell of Hashem used to call uh, the American college campuses, and it's, I wouldn't use this Lushen perhaps, but he used, this was like his coined uh, Lushen. He'd say that American college campuses, he's talking about the, you know, the Gaiyashu ones, of course, he says are the crematorium of America. What does that mean? Millions of Nishamas were burned up on these college campuses. And that's very true. If a person goes to college campuses and they, and they don't stay in yeshiva and they don't learn Torah and they don't have a cash with a rabbi, that's the inevitable decline of, of, of Judaism. The good news is that we have so many examples of Ephraim and Menashe, and Mishim and Yeli. How many times do we see in our own families, in our own worlds, in our own communities, that, that Baruch Hashem, you know, we have an uptrend, an uptick in Shemir HaMitzvahs, that things that, you know, parents that were not nizer in certain chumras or in certain basics, you know, suddenly their children became very machmir in certain things. How many, you know, people, you know, without getting into specifics, but there are so many uh, new generations of Klal Yisrael that are being born all over the world that because of yeshivas, because of maybe going to Eretz Yisrael after high school, because of high school rabbeim, because of base medrash rabbeim, they, their lives are transformed and altered into ways that, you know, are unfathomable, much higher than their parents in terms of their knowledge of Tyra even in terms of their Yerushalayim and in terms of their, their Dibuk Ba'ashem. This is all because of the bracha. This is the bracha of Yaakov Avinu, Yisimcha Lekim Ke'Ephraim Menasha, that Ephraim and Menasha set that example for all of us, that we could live in any community, any place in the world, but at the same time, we have to be strong to our commitments. We have to stay hot, boiling hot, the Rebbe has to give it over boiling hot, the Chinuch, but the Talmud has to take it boiling hot. The Talmud has to come, has to be macabre, has to be eager and, 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 and willing and able to just absorb from Rabbeim and appreciate the Messiah that's being given to them and, and understand how much Messiah Snefesh has gone into creating them and to helping them grow. And when that happens, then you have this beautiful dynamic in Klal Yisrael of people going up higher than the madrig of their parents, that they say, no, 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 no Yerida Sadar is by me. I'm going against the grain, and I'm going to be greater than my parents, greater than my grandparents. And we see this all the time. We see this all the time. I see it in this room. But every single day, as Klal Yisrael goes further and further away from Harsinai and the natural ebb and flow is to go more distant away from our, our Messiah, Klai Yisrael is latching on to the Messiah stronger. Not all of Klai Yisrael, many are not. Many are leaving it. But it's up to us to understand that mission that we have, that we have to make sure that we ourselves are strong. 
and that the wife that we're going to marry, Mitzvah Hashem, is very strong and has Yerushalayim and is going to be a great mother to our children. And the way that we bring up our children is Bikdusha Vatara, to try to make sure that they are, are, are living with the ideals of their grandparents, their great-grandparents, before technology maybe, before the, before the war years, before to try to at least somewhat get back some of that purity. Not to assume, oh, this is where we're living. Ephraim and Asher lived in Mitzrayim. Didn't get worse than that. And they were able to buck the trend. They were able to be Kiruv and Shimon. And we are able to as well. It takes a very, very great effort. The war is an impossible battle. But people are fighting it and people are winning it one step at a time, one filter at a time, one Musr Shmuz at a time, one Shmir Sainayim at a time, one Chabur at a time, one Shmuz at a time. There's so much that we can do to grab on with thirst and with fire to be able to grab onto that Messiah of Yaakov Avinu and Mitzvah Hashem, just like he told us to be benched. We ourselves should be benched with that bracha. Each and every one of us, whether we have parents that are benching us with that, if we do or we don't, the Torah itself is benching us. Yaakov himself gives us that bracha and says that it's possible and it's doable. And the proof in the pudding is Ephraim and Menashe. You guys have a beautiful Shabbos. Thank you so much for coming today.